The 2024 rotation may be set, but does Daniel Lynch have an outside shot to make the team? We'll find out next on Locked on Royals. You are Locked on Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are tuned into another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jack Johnson, and you can give me a follow on Twitter or X at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. Also very easy to find us on wherever you get your podcasts. That can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. We're also on Odyssey and YouTube. As for YouTube, be our next subscriber. Our goal is to get to 1,000 by opening day 2024. We're at 870 right now, so if you've already subscribed, send it to somebody who hasn't so we can continue to build up those numbers before the end of March. If you're a first-time listener, we always love our new listeners here, and a little bit more about me. I work in sports here in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I got a show once a week over there. Actually, tomorrow night, I'll be on air from 7 to 10 p.m., and then I also have a show Monday through Friday on ESPN Kansas City. That's 1510 AM and 945 FM. So very easy to find me on both of those platforms. And if you ever want to get my thoughts on things that may not always pertain to the Royals or baseball, you can check me out over there. But when you come to this podcast, you know that you are getting 30 straight minutes of Royals baseball. Again, very easy to find us on Twitter and X. We're also on TikTok and Instagram at locked underscore on underscore Royals. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are in full swing. Got a slew of divisional round games coming up. So go and create your account at FanDuel today and start placing some bets. I know that I have, and I feel pretty confident in my picks. And don't go in there just to throw away your money and throw it on the underdog. There are a lot of great bundle deals that you can do, a lot of great prop bets, and they got that parlay tab over on uh, FanDuel that makes it the easiest way to find great parlays for the upcoming game. So don't waste any more time after this podcast. Go and create your FanDuel account today. Well, I'll tell you somebody that can no longer waste any time for sure, and that is going to be Royals left-hander Daniel Lynch. And we're about a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting, and that's when we're really going to get our full look at what the arms look like in Kansas City, what they look like in person, if anybody suffered any setbacks, what the velo looks like in some bullpen sessions, You'll get some live simulated games. And then, of course, a little bit later on in February, you're going to get some live game action. And Daniel Lynch is somebody that I believe right now is on the outside looking in. Um, Just because I I go back uh, all the time to what J.J. Piccolo said at the very end of the 2023 campaign. And that was, we've got guys that can bounce back. We're just not counting on that anymore. And Daniel Lynch, I think, fits that narrative perfectly it's unfortunate to hear if you're a fan of Daniel Lynch but he is the uh, the definition the the absolute definition of who JJ Piccolo was talking about uh, he is somebody that doesn't have terrible numbers but he can't throw consistently in the rotation and he's never really been a bullpen guy and the Royals went out and revamped their rotation five of the spots are pretty much taken I don't see them bumping Brady Singer or Jordan Lyles to the bullpen So if Daniel Lynch is going to make this squad, it's probably going to have to be at one of those last bullpen spots. And good for him, 
that I think they're going to save that last spot for a left-hander. Now, if you checked out our podcast episode yesterday and my projection of the 2024 opening day roster, I had Jake Brents making it over Daniel Lynch. Not that Daniel Lynch can take that spot, and I think a lot of people would say, hey, Daniel Lynch has a better chance to make because Brents hasn't pitched in two years. I just feel like the Royals think there is something there, and usually when they think somebody something's there in a certain player, they can give them that spot going into spring training. They can always lose it, and that's what can happen here with Daniel Lynch. But to me, I feel like there's just a couple other guys that the Royals would be more willing to give that bullpen spot to over Daniel Lynch. Um, it would be very interesting if Daniel Lynch deals in spring training, and let's say somebody like Jordan Lyles does not. Let's say that Jordan Lyles gets roughed up significantly in surprise, and then you kind of have your hand forced a little bit. Do you just say, ah, oh, it's spring training. We're going to give that spot to Jordan Lyles still. Or do you, you know, honor a little bit of the, the spring training stats and say, Daniel Lynch is a guy that can be our fifth starter. Uh, the harsh reality of it is that, you know, Daniel Lynch, it, it's not so much of ability to me. It's durability. This is a guy that can't stay healthy. And this is a guy that has had velo problems. I, I think when he was first coming up through double A and triple A, you had somebody there that could probably hit around 96, 97 from the left side. And if you've got that, that change up to work with, you've got that slider, all the better. You know, you've got a lot of velo to work with there. But as the years have progressed, the command hasn't really been there. Then the velo dipped and you're looking at 92, 93, 94. And if you're throwing 92, 93, 94 and you got no command, it's not really a valuable pitcher to have. It's not a guy you're willing to give the ball to every fifth day. Now, I was one of those supporters of Daniel Lynch that when he was drafted in 2018, I thought he was the best pick of the bunch. Um, he kind of had this Chris Sale build, a six foot seven, very slender, uh, had a really smooth delivery. I thought a good release point, a good repertoire of pitches. And early on in his professional career, the numbers were translating well. Then he battling elbow injuries and shoulder injuries. And, and that's when it became an issue to me that maybe in the end, he's just somebody that can't stay healthy. Uh, good news for him is that the competition for that fifth spot is not very strong. It's Jordan Lyles. It's Anthony Veneziano. It's Alec Marsh. It's Chris Bubich when healthy. It's Jonathan Bolin. There are guys he can take that spot from, but he's got to battle it out now. He is not going to be somebody that is given the benefit of the doubt. And that's a good thing for the Royals. That's a really good thing that for their rotation, it's not so much of just giving the spot to somebody, even though they didn't really earn it. I think the only guy that doesn't really earn a number five spot is Jordan Lyles. And yes, he's probably going to have that fifth spot because they're paying for him. But I would say the one, two, three, and four spot, those are guys that have earned that spot. Maybe you're not a big believer in Brady Singer, I think at least he's got one really good season under his belt where you're willing to give him that fourth spot and easier to perform in the fourth spot in the rotation than you are as the number one or the number two, which now there's three guys ahead of him. Maybe that can take some pressure off his shoulders. Daniel Lynch, though, going into spring training, he can't be that guy that has bad numbers and expects it to make the team. It just It's not going to work that way this year. Not for the rotation, not for the bullpen. And that is maybe a wake-up call for him. That's a good thing for him. 
because I like to see the competition in spring training. I think J.J. Piccolo would love to see the competition in spring training and have a really difficult decision to make when this team breaks camp at the very end of March. If Daniel Lynch pitches his way onto the roster, now you got to find a spot for him. Maybe it is in the rotation. Maybe he beats out Jordan Lyles. Maybe it's in the bullpen as long relief. I think you just want to see those numbers excel, though. You want to see those numbers improve. Because time is all but run out on Daniel Lynch. The team is not expecting to rebuild anymore. They're expecting to go for a title, an AL Central title, I should say. They're trying to win games. Where in the past, they could say their goal was to win games, but we all knew that it was more so about evaluation. It was more so about rebuilding and getting high draft picks. Those years... Daniel Lynch could have a bad spring training, could have a setback or two, maybe get three or four starts in there, and he's one of the guys that are in the rotation. Now, not so much. If he does not pitch well in spring training, if he doesn't pitch well in Omaha, if he doesn't pitch well wherever he is, he's not going to be given that long of a leash. A lot of those guys from the 2018 draft class, they are not going to be given the benefit of the doubt. Though the farm system isn't loaded, though the bullpen isn't stacked, there are better options out there than a struggling Daniel Lynch. I'm still holding out hope that he provides some sort of value to this 2024 team because I think that Brian Sweeney and Zach Bove saw something in there. I think he is a, a pitcher that is willing to learn, that is willing to change like Chris Bubich did, and that's all the better. That can make him a consistent piece moving forward. Now, last year, the rotation became a mess because nobody was healthy, and that's with Chris Bubich. That's with Daniel Lynch. Even Singer got banged up. Granke got banged up. The only guy that really didn't miss any starts was their worst pitcher in Jordan Lyles. But for Lynch, it's do or die time now. You know, if he doesn't make the team out of spring training, do you really believe he's going to be a Royal long-term? Probably not. I still think that he... Makes a couple of starts this year. I don't know for who. I don't know when. But like J.J. Bacolo said, there's guys that can bounce back from 2023, but we're not counting on it anymore. It's go time for Daniel Lynch when pitchers and catchers report. He's got to go earn a job and not have a job just handed to him. All right, that'll do it for our first segment of the show. When we come back, well, you can watch the Royals now on a different platform, and that's that's good news. For a couple of fans out there, more than just a couple, I should say. But let's just all agree, it's a much better change, a much better plan than Royals fans had last year. We'll talk about that next on Lockdown Royals. You are tuned into Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. Before we go any further, let's give a shout out to a couple of the sponsors today, including our title sponsor in FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, finding new bets in the new Explore tab, making parlays in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. And I know with the divisional round coming up, the Chiefs have a massive game on Sunday. I'm not wasting any time. 
I'm finding the best parlays to piece together. I'm probably going to throw down a couple of dollars on some prop bets for that game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Probably be intrigued, too, by the Buccaneers and the Lions, but that's the fun thing over at FanDuel. There are great ways to earn money. There is a great opportunity to become a winner, and it's addictive. Let's be honest. When you win a couple of bets, you want to keep betting, and that's what FanDuel wants from you when you create the account. Not to throw your money away, but to earn your money to make it more fun to sports bet wherever you may be, of course, as long as it's legal. And the other sponsor we want to shout out today is Ibotta. And why not save some money and feel good about yourself going into the new year? And you can do that with Ibotta. It is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. That can cover the cost of an entire shopping trip when you think about it or buy that flight that you've been eyeing. The the game you've been dying to go to, excuse me, $145 should cover it. I mean, playoff games right now, you can probably sit in the upper deck for $145. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or, or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONMLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONMLB. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B. Well, another way that you could be spending your money. Speaking of that $145 you could save, uh, maybe you could go to an Amazon Prime subscription because you are going to be able to watch the Royals on that platform, assuming you're in their market for 2024. Now, not everything is finalized, but after all the chaos, all the information that was thrown at me this morning, kind of dwindle it, dwindle it down to what you can expect as a Royals fan in 2024. And if I'm not answering all of your questions, I do apologize. There's still a lot of moving pieces with this. But we know that last year, Bally Sports was the way that you could watch Kansas City Royals baseball. And I think I speak for everybody when I say it was quite a process to watch the game. It was not worth it. It was not worth the subscription. Uh, There were so many flaws with it. I had brought this up that sometimes you'd be watching a Royals game in extra innings and it'd flip to regular programming because at 4.30 on a Sunday, or if it was an afternoon game, it was supposed to switch to something else. And then I can't even watch the game. You had to go listen to it on the broadcast. So that in itself was frustrating. There were also many times that, you know, even if I had great connection, the game would buffer or it jumped back to the first or second inning. Weird stuff like that. So this year, and it kind of works out well because this could be a season the Royals are far more watchable than they've been over the last five years. Now the Royals are one of five teams that you are going to be able to access on Amazon Prime. Now here's one of the questions I've been getting a lot, and that is, you know, what can you expect payment-wise? First and foremost, uh, we are going to get the pricing of it a little bit down the road. Uh, We don't know what it's going to be right now. I'd imagine it's going to be some form of a bundle deal. It's not going to be that you pay for the subscription right now for Amazon Prime and then boom, the Royals pop up. 
I'd imagine there's going to be some bundle deal where you get all 162 games. You probably will be able to access other MLB games as long as you're in the market. Uh, maybe you can also check out NBA games, NHL games, NFL games. There's going to be some deal, I think, and maybe a couple of varieties. If you just wanted baseball or just uh, you know NHL or another team in Major League Baseball or NBA, I don't really know. But the pricing of that is to be determined down the road. The confirmed thing is that the Royals are going to be on Amazon Prime. That is going to be an outlet that some Royals fans can watch. And already having Amazon Prime, that's a huge plus because there's valuable things on Amazon Prime. That's what I love about it. That's what I love about the Royals moving over there because even though I'm already paying for a subscription, you know, personally, I'm all right paying a little extra because Amazon Prime is a good outlet to use. Not for everybody. Not everybody's going to love downloading and using a subscription to Amazon Prime. I just feel like it's better money spent than just what Bally was because Bally was only for the game. Uh, There was nothing else Bally really provided me with other than pre- and post-game coverage in the game itself. Amazon Prime, there's a lot of different shows, a lot of different movies I can access, uh, as long as the, as well as the Royals. Another question I got from this was, well, what if I am a, a cable user? What if I what if I watch on cable? Last year, you know, Bally Sports was a channel that I could turn to. It appears that's not going to change. That if you watch the Royals through cable and on Bally Sports, you are still going to have that ability in 2024. This is more so for fans that didn't want to pay for a subscription for Bally. They want to do it on a streaming service. For instance, I use YouTube TV. I don't have cable. I use YouTube TV. I paid for a subscription for Bally Sports. Now, whatever the bundle may be for Amazon Prime, I will do that. And I will watch the Royals that way. So for people that stream and don't have cable, different way to watch the team. So that's not going to change. I've gotten many questions of, you know, what's what's going to happen to cable? Are they just going to make me pay for a subscription on Amazon Prime? Nothing is completely finalized yet, but it appears that is going to stay the same. That is going to stay consistent. So you can either watch on Amazon Prime or you can watch on cable. Should be the exact same channel that you were watching it on last season. Now, the third question I was getting a lot, and this is where it becomes difficult is, well, are we going to be blacked out in where I'm watching the Royals? And that's one of the biggest problems MLB has, is that they black out the game, depending on where you are watching from. If you are in the market for the Royals, and what I got since, I actually don't know which states are blacked out and which are not, because I've lived here my entire life. I've lived in the KC Metro, not had any issues watching Royals games before. They were not blacked out for me last year. My guess, this is just a guess, so don't take my word on it. If you were able to watch without blackout restrictions last year, you should be just fine. Um, But maybe the market is expanding a little bit. I'd imagine if they are going to stream on Amazon Prime, they are going to boost that a little bit onto who can watch games. I don't know whether there's any damn restriction to begin with, because if you want to grow the game, a big part of that is not blacking out games for people that are just trying to watch their team. It's stupid. It infuriates me that the game does this. Because you need to grow the sport. How can you grow the sport if people aren't able to access their team? So stay tuned on that. Try to stay posted on that. Royals Review did a great job breaking everything down. So if you want this in writing, I strongly urge you to go look at their article posted uh, on SB Nation. They did a great job covering everything. Max Reaper did a, a fantastic job putting that up in a timely manner. That's what I've been going off of as well 
on how you can access Royals games. But what I gathered from it, one, you are going to be able to watch the Royals on Amazon Prime this year. It's probably going to be a little bit more than just the typical subscription to Amazon Prime, but prices are going to be coming out at a later date. Number two, if you watched on cable last year, you should be able to do the exact same thing. They're not going to change that around and say, no more cable. You got to pay for Amazon Prime. Because, you know, you go to a bar, a lot of bars have cable. So they're going to have the Royals game on via cable, not so much through Amazon Prime. Some bars do streaming, so they're going to have to go through Amazon Prime if they choose to do that outlet. And as for blackout restrictions, that is one thing I'm still not 100% familiar with because all it said in the articles was that if you're in the market, it's not going to be blacked out. But that's where it gets a little bit hazy is, okay, where does that market end? And so that's where we're going to need to stay a little bit up to date on. I'll promise as soon as I find out that information, when I do some digging, I'll be able to have better answers than that. So I do apologize on that end. All right, that's going to do it for our Amazon Prime segment. When we come back here, we're going to talk about a catcher the Royals just brought in and the message that I believe it sends. But before we do that, a shout out to Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When we return, the Royals added the catcher to a minor league deal. What message did it send? I'll tell you next on Locked on Royals. You are tuned into Locked on Royals on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can give me a follow on Twitter or X at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 1-5. Also, check us out on wherever you get your podcast. That's Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcast. We're on Odyssey, and we are on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. Before we wrap up our show, a shout-out to the other sponsor today, in Jace Medical. I know that we come to sports to escape for some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for the real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is frightening. I cannot imagine not being able to help out family members. Uh, maybe if you're a parent, you want to make sure your child is taken care of. Maybe you're taking care of your grandparents. You do not want to have to worry about not being able to provide for them. But thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So what you need to do is go and visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off on your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off on your order. Well, the Royals did make a transaction earlier this afternoon and bringing in former World Series champion and 12-year vet Sandy Leone to a minor league deal and a spring training invite. Don't read into it too much as, oh, this is going to be the backup catcher of the Royals. He spent a long time in Major League Baseball. He's in his mid-30s. He's bounced around the league the last two years or so. He's been in Boston. He's been in Cleveland. He's been in Texas. I mean, he is just really kind of becoming journeyman. 
And I think he even had two stints with Cleveland now that I think about it. So he had, he had bounced around the league pretty good um, over the last two years or so, never really finding stability. Uh, he was very well known in his years in Boston for being a defensive first catcher. I mean, really, to this day, uh, still a pretty damn good catcher behind the plate. And it made me think just a little bit about the message this is telling the Royals and this specific player. We all know that going into 2024, barring any injuries, the Royals are going to have Salvador Perez as their number one catcher, and they're going to have Freddie Fermin as their number two. They've also got some depth in the minor league system. Logan Porter debuted last year. Even last year, they had Tyler Cropley. Uh, so they had some, some longtime minor league guys break into the big leagues and do some catching behind the plate. Maybe this shouldn't move the needle as much as I think it should. But I believe we have seen the last day behind the plate for MJ Melendez. And that is a very good thing. I know there were some fans that were saying, well, he's such a bad outfielder. Let's move him back to behind the plate. Let's move Salvi to DH and go from there. I don't think it's that simple. And I also think that MJ Melendez is going to have an improved year defensively in the outfit. I also think he's going to be pretty damn good at the plate. That's something I'm willing to die on. That's the, the hill I am willing to die on. But to add a guy like Sandy Leon, to bring him into spring training, there's no guarantee he makes any team in Kansas City. There's no guarantee he makes Omaha, AA Northwest Arkansas, Quad Cities, and he's not going to go any lower than AAA, in my opinion. The Royals bringing in catching depth, though, makes me think no matter what, no matter what injury could happen, we are not moving MJ Melendez back behind the plate for a couple of reasons. Number one, they already made that huge transition to go from catching to the outfield. The last thing you want to do is revert back and say, well, if Freddie Fermin gets hurt, and let's say on one random Sunday, Salvador Perez is banged up, and now it's emergency catcher time. Sure, MJ Melendez could pick up the catching gear and go catch behind the plate, and I don't think any issues would really happen. But it still, I think, stunts his growth in the outfield. It's nice to know that the Royals have made this decision of no matter what, we don't even want it to get the emergency catcher role. If there was some injury, somebody else is coming up. We are going to make sure that MJ Melendez is buried on that list of going back behind the plate. Because the only way that he can truly shine in the outfield, get a lot better in the outfield, is if... He is only focusing on the outfield. You can't tell me there's not a mental hurdle if you were an outfielder. And they said, well, if things really go bad, if there was a situation, a late game, you know, you you pinch run for Salvador Perez, Freddie Fermin comes in and he gets banged up. Then you have to come in from the outfield to catch behind the plate and extra innings. That's a mental hurdle to get over. Whereas you could just be, hey, I'm left field. I'm left field only. I don't even have to worry about still fine-tuning my skills behind the plate. And emergency catchers, as much as we think that possibility is never going to happen, you still have to be somewhat savvy behind the plate. And I like that with moves like this, depth moves like this, I would actually love Sandy Leone to be the, the catcher in Omaha, or at least a backup catcher in Omaha this year, because he's a brain you can pick. He's a longtime big leaguer. He'd be working with some younger arms. You're hoping that guys like Chandler Champlain 
and Mason Barnett will get a chance to throw in Omaha at some point this year. You're hoping that if Anthony Veneziano or Bolin starts the year in Triple Omaha, which I expect they do, they could work with somebody who's been in the bigs before, a good defensive catcher. But adding that depth, even as minor as it seems, it's a good thing to me. It's showing that no matter what, we're not even letting this emergency catcher situation dictate how we build our roster. Minor league deals, throw out as many as you want. Throw out as many spring training invites as you want. I know there's actually a cap, but I would say there's no harm, no foul in trying to add depth positions that you feel pretty set at right now. I mean, Sandy Leone's like the fourth catcher on this team. He'd be fourth in the depth chart. He's not going to be in Kansas City. He's not making this team barring any injuries, but he's somebody that can probably help with his, his mind, his skills behind the plate to teach some new things to Freddie Fermin, maybe. Because he was, he's been a backup his entire life. There have been times that he had to take the role as a starter, but he's been a backup. And Freddie Fermin is somebody that's going to need to learn how to be a backup for an entire season. You know, you may only play once or twice a week, if that. Sometimes not even at all. So you got to be ready to go. And I, I think that's a good mind to have, especially in spring training. And then if he goes to Omaha, if he decides to stay on that minor league deal, he can pick the brain of some pitchers down there. It's never a bad thing to have a 12-year vet, and especially a guy that's now got two World Series rings. He was in Texas last year. going to get a ring for that. And he was with Boston in 2018 when the Red Sox won the World Series after winning 108 games. So a good mind to have uh, some catching depth there for the Royals. But the message it sends to me is that MJ Melendez has played his last game at catcher behind the plate for the Kansas City Royals. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of Locked On Royals and the Locked On Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. Be sure to follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at JohnnyJ underscore 15. Before we go, one last shout out to Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When we return with another episode on Friday, Yes, it is going to be our Mailbag Friday segment. So maybe start sending your questions early if you want to, but I'll be sending out a tweet probably sometime tomorrow night. So get your questions ready and throw anything you want at me about these Kansas City Royals. But until then, you take it easy, Kansas City.